nothing. Yeah, here we go. We'll start recording. Uh, Kevin Broughton back here, Levi Novacek. It is November 10th. Uh, is November 10th the Marine Corps birthday, Levi? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you knew that coming right off the top here. <laughs> right off like the top of my head. Yeah, like I didn't tell you that. I've been looking forward to it all year. No, I had no idea. I, so, had, I had no idea there was a Marine Corps so yeah, birthday. A, now that I'm sitting with the Marine, I'm going to hear about it a little bit. Yeah, so I'm going to, it's a big deal actually in, a, in, a, in the life of a Marine here. Um, yeah, November 10th. So the Marine Corps birthday today, they're 245 years old. It was, the Marine Corps was actually started by uh, kind of one guy. His name was, uh, his name was Samuel Nicholas. We learned that in boot camp. Um, Samuel Nicholas. Yeah, it, it, uh, what does it say? It was formed by Captain Samuel Nicholas by a resolution of the Second Continental Congress, 10th of November, 1775. They originally started for uh, just garden ships and uh, kind of more of a fighting force on the ships. Back then they used to actually fight from ship to ship. Yeah, <laughs> 1700s, late 1700s, so, so for what, sure. According to what we learned in boot camp, the reason if they call We're fighting it, ship to ship these days. Some, something's going for real wrong. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, Old so, Ironsides come back out. And, so according to the, you know, Marines are in the, you know, the term leathernecks. And the reason they had that was they actually wore leather. Oh, they look like dog collars, almost <laughs> leather protective neck collars on their, on their, Actually, in their see, uniform, you see Marines in dress blues nowadays. That used to be their their battle uniform at sea, and that's where that neck comes from on the the collar you see. It's a high collar on it, or what? yeah, it's a high collar. It's uh, you know, but that's tradition, yeah. you know. Obviously, for back sword fighting or something, so they couldn't exactly honestly really slice your head off. Or it was for freaking sword fighting pirates and stuff, dude. That's what it was, man. I mean, oh, I know this all sounds really well, quite it's dreamy, 2020, but. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like Peter Pan or something. No, honestly, dude, that's, unless they were lying to us in boot camp, which it's <laughs> <laughs> probably happened before a couple times, but <laughs> maybe they're just telling us tall tales to get us to be brainwashed. <laughs> tall tales. No, it sounds legit. That sounds good. How about jarheads? Where does that come from? Is that a derogatory uh, I, term I or something that they that was more accept from the, and more from run the Viet, with? Vietnam era. Uh, what it came from was you could take a marine and. Essentially, you could pour anything you wanted into his head, and he'd believe it. Oh, you know that, that's yeah. why it's jarhead. It's a jarhead. Yeah, you fill could, it up. You with could whatever. fill it up with whatever you wanted. Propaganda. I mean, essentially, Marines and are renowned to be trained to go yeah, when you I say mean, go and believe this. And yeah, and just it's really not even a question. It's not. You know, I, I mean, we had a uh, battalion commander when I was in Okinawa, Japan. That I remember right before nine eleven happened. You know, it was probably. Three weeks before 9-11 happened. You were serving, right? That yeah. same time? Yeah, I was in Okinawa, Japan on a deployment. Just a regular scheduled deployment. These were, you know, that's just how it works. And, uh, I mean, I really don't think that 9-11 is a whole other deal. We can maybe cover that one day. But, you know, he always, any battalion commander will tell you, you we're the tip of the spear, you know. And You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that was just, I think he was speaking more in generalities. But we truly believed that we were the tip of the, of the spear, but looking back now, I'm 38 years old. I, there's a pretty good probability that we were not the tip of the spear, but no, but it don't matter. I mean, sometimes uh, on any sport, they tell you this is the biggest game of your life. Yeah, it's like, you're well, right. uh, maybe, <laughs> but <laughs> right now, yeah, I guess you know what we can 
we can all think that and get band together and yeah so it's it's a the marine corps birthday is a pretty big deal to marines um usually the youngest so what they do is they have a marine corps ball on every installation i have a cousin right now that's in the marine corps he's actually in uh i think he's waiting to go to some recon training he just joined the marine corps this last year and he's probably going to get to go to his first marine corps ball and what they do he's an empty jar right yeah now. he is well <laughs> He's probably a quarter full. Who knows? <laughs> They've been under some pretty stringent. Uh, uh, that's one thing people never really think about during this COVID crisis is when I joined the Marine Corps, I got to go to boot camp after, I think it was 12 and a half weeks or 13 and a half weeks. You get to come home, see okay. your family after yep. boot camp. Then you go back to school of infantry. And, well, and, COVID's affecting everybody. Yeah, so so. He, he left in June, I want to say like beginning of June, right after he graduated, and he will not probably even be home for Christmas. Yeah. That's kind of a big step for a for a young man, but he seems to be doing real well. Um, he's doing good with it. He's a pretty pretty. Uh, pretty so it's good. not just grandmas in old folks' homes, grandmas and grandpas well, that are stuck in there. I mean, every this is nationwide, worldwide still. Yeah, he's been stuck on a military installation since he left. Pretty much graduated high school. He hasn't even got to leave. You know, they don't get to leave base. The bases are closed. Yeah. You know, so I mean, obviously, it's not like he. I mean, they got. They got stuff you can do on base. Yeah, you absolutely. can go up to the like a ping pong get, table yeah, for well, everybody to no, use. One. It's better than that. <laughs> I mean, those guys. My got, turn on the pong table. Six those, o'clock. Those guys have their phones on the weekends. I think they're not allowed to have them right now during the week because they're still in training technically. Um, I I saw a Snapchat on Sunday. I think he was at the PX. Get, they can get. They got like uh, a Ben and Jerry's or something on base and yeah. like Burger King and. I mean, those bases are like a city. I mean, yeah. I. I I'm not saying I feel terrible for him. It's not like he's well, stuck in Iraq. You know? He's one of the people affected. I mean, he is. He, can... he doesn't get to see his girlfriend and his family, and that's, there's many, many just like him. And you know, I a lot of people don't think about that, but you know, obviously he's got a mom and a dad somewhere that worry about him. You know, absolutely. So, but anyways, now uh, they're not just worried about him being in the Marines; they're worried about him getting cold or or just <laughs> seeing him. You know, I mean, we like to and see seeing him. him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know what it's like to be gone, and you. I got homesick worse than most probably would just because I feel like I was, I would say more, not sheltered, but I didn't know a whole lot about the world. I'd say I was kind of... St- You're a small town boy. I Our was, town's only 2,700 people. I and was, uh, Yeah. Levi I only, lived out in the country next to a couple houses, but... I had only been in the Twin Cities, I think, once. It's... Uh, <laughs> from, from zero to 18 years of age. It's funny. Sometimes, like, uh, growing up here and even some people's parents you know as i was a kid and seeing them as adults and they didn't like to go to the cities because they didn't know how to drive on on and off ramps and they just the traffic just made them overwhelmed and you know just simple folks simple life and that's cool too yeah it is and but there's a lot of good things to be found in minneapolis also and just to get out well i don't know about right now but (laughs) (laughs) i love minneapolis i mean yeah for sure it's a progressive city for our our country and our state but i don't have a problem and a mess i don't have a problem with progressive i just i think right now they're dealing with a lot of Honestly, probably violence, aren't they? Or is it is still going on or not really? I don't know how much violence or any protests or riots are still going on down there. I think everything's dialed down pretty pretty well right now. Or I at hope least, so. You know, I don't watch enough news to, I don't either anymore. To, to catch what's going on. I mean, watch a little bit about, obviously, the election that just happened and watch that for a couple of days and that drug out so long and it was like, oh, not paying attention anymore. They'll tell us, yeah, they'll tell us when it's done and... And we'll, so two days, three days, so four like, days, five days, and 
It looks like Biden's got her then. It looks like Biden's got her. I was sitting in a deer stand on Tuesday, I think, a, and my wife texted me that, that they just called it for Biden. The AP did. That, well, so it I still don't know, 300 and something, six electoral votes to 214. And So according and, to my research, it's still got to go through the official um, state. Each state has their own procedure. And there'll be a couple of recounts, Georgia and, yep. uh, and Wisconsin, I right? But I don't think the recounts are going to change anything. That's kind of the... That's kind of the topic of discussion right now, you know, with so many more electoral votes for Joe Biden and depending on how big a lead he has in each state, is it even worth Donald Trump um, trying to fight it? Because even if he gets this state, by some miracle, you know, gets this state flipped, he's still got to flip another one. Yeah, so I, that's, like, that's interesting. Um, and this is something I've kind of been thinking about. That's why I called you uh, Sunday because I don't – being a, I'm a Republican, you know, um, I, I think Trump right now, I'm not, I don't support what he, he's I, acting like a little so, so, child still, is so, he not? Yeah. So as a Republican here and a conservative, I, I want to have, I want to have faith in our election system. Um, that being said, I, if, if I were the president right now, I would, I would, not Donald Trump. You're saying yes. Yeah. If I, uh, he's he's pissing me off right now. Yeah, because, because he, I think because, he's pissing a lot of people off. I think even quite a few Republicans in the House came out with statements saying, "Yeah, you know what? This is our system. This is our election. He, this is he doesn't have the authority to do anything here. Um, who has the authority is actually the states. So the states and the and the, they just uh, sent out a memo this morning. I read. So um, he has the authority to sue the states. Well, he, not if they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> so that's the next I mean, thing. It's because odd to see me because to... there are lots of claims. He's making lots so of claims of fraud and you fraud didn't... and fraud and fraud and fake ballots. And uh, to my knowledge, nothing has been substantiated. Like No, so you probably didn't expect this type of conversation out of me this morning. Unless you probably What's know that? Pretty, well, that I'm kind of... Well, I mean, you you're a reasonable me person. I think that... I don't think it's unreasonable for you as a Republican to feel the way you do. I think there's a, that's what I'm saying. I think well, there's quite a few people. So that's that, where I'm not sure if I fall into the Republican. You know, he, the, the states that he won, there's no problem. The states that he lost, he's got lawsuits. So it's well, so that's kind of I, funny. I guess my biggest hang-up on it, I guess the snag that I have on what's going on right now is you hear a lot of bullshit about oh the you know the, I just got it. I somehow I got subscribed Fake to some bullshit. Or... Well, I just got look at this. I'm subscribed to some email because I visited a site. Or yeah, something, you know? absolutely. You so so it says President Trump was up big on election night. Then almost as if it was magic, thousands of Biden votes were dumped late at night in Michigan with absolutely no overview. So I don't know who sends these. Honestly, I think this is a different group, yeah. and they pretend to be like President Trump. These people. Oh, I tell you what. So here's my thing. Let's let's do the invest. Let's do let's let's do like an audit of the election system. Oh, and honestly, in each state or the whole election system, or I, I mean, think just every the contended single, states. Or? I think every single state should be audited. I okay. Mean, and who's who's in who's, charge? That's going to be looking over this audit. I'd say our state. You know? I'd say that I'd say multiple parties. It'd be the states, attorney generals, and prosecutors. Well, it's just funny that, you know, every time they talk to a state district attorney, when you, if you were watching, you know, the election coverage, they're talking about, no, we're not letting random people in to just watch the ballots be counted. And 
But we and do say, have inside here a live stream, and we have so, multiple people watching. And if there's a ballot that's in question, we have somebody from this party come and somebody from this party come and a third so intermediary, the, and they the, all make the decision. And I'm not saying a recount, no. I'm not saying let's do a recount. Okay. I say what I think what we need to do is do an audit, though, just a general audit um, to see, you know, pull samples out of random ballot boxes or whatever the hell they do. And see, check into them, pull, pull 10,000 ballots. Well, okay? cause you, so you'd hear and see if they're all for one Legit. side or the other? No, 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 not at all. Okay. Just to see if, run run backgrounds on them. Oh, okay. Pull them from a few from this state, from that state. Yeah, see you know if what they I'm line up with see if an actual human. An actual human. <laughs> <laughs> That's alive. No, and then, and then see if their name comes up, is somewhere registered somewhere else too. You know what I'm saying? And check for the integrity of the system. Well, you'd think that, that Not so much something like that would already be in place. Like, I don't know who, I don't know that I would have the balls to be like, or how do you get two ballots, first and of that's, all? Like, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation with That are official with ballots. They must, when they send them to you, have a number. I, Mine had to go in two envelopes that yep. had a witness sign it. I mean, and we had to apply for it. So... so I, you said they're not sending ballots to random people that didn't apply for them. Unless your county was 100% mail-in, then you didn't have to apply, and they would send them out. So we've got the same freaking, you know, essentially, you know, Biden and Kamala Harris want it, you know. I, not essentially. They want it. I, I mean, they did. And it doesn't, as a Republican, I, I, can't, I hate calling myself So there's Republican. another thing, too. It that, doesn't bother me that bad. Uh, no, because <laughs> I... I I've started. The only I thing mean, I used to be an independent. Now I'm going to call myself a Democrat because not all Democrats. Like, I think people think that all the Democrats are just so far left that it's just obnoxious. And it's like, no, nah, I don't think so. I think I'm a Democrat. I don't think I need any I, other micro titles into my beliefs. I think 40 years ago I would have been a Democrat. I think a lot of farmers were, wasn't it? Like yeah. the DFL, the Democrat yeah. Farm Labor Party? Yeah, but I think just right? my, I think just, I think each group of people in that party have gone two ways you know i think the farmers um i think there's a lot of stuff that's changed so much in a farmer's life that has separated him from and then also the democratic party has changed some too um i think they still have the same basic beliefs but there's their priorities so their their beliefs are probably the same but i think the democratic party's priorities have changed yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, so what? We used to have Bob Berglund. He's our big shot from up here. That was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Secretary of Agriculture for yeah, Jimmy Carter yeah. was a Democrat. Yeah, and was and one of the best people in Minnesota for or the whole country for agriculture. That that's so why you being a farmer. That I mean, that should fit with. But you he know, was a Democrat. Me being a farmer and a union member, and also you know being involved in a management with some uh, company and managing my own farm at such a tough place to be in when you're picking politics you know it is because you're a manager of an independent capitalist style company and a farm but then again you're also playing games in the union with uh you know lobbying in the government and i've like i've talked in podcasts before you know it's it's not it, it's you get so torn because yeah. you, because you feel like you're betraying somebody no matter which way you decide to go the, so you know why would that be betraying somebody just doing what's right in your well, mind. Well, because in all you know? actuality, 
you know, as a business owner, you don't want to pay a lot of taxes. That's just the way it is. And then if you do, so well, like say. That's why Donald Trump said he was smart. Well, so like you say. Know, yeah, $750 say like, in taxes. Like, I was a businessman. I was smart. I, so, yeah. And that's another thing, too. People get all worked up. A lot of my conservative friends and stuff are, they, they just don't. They just absolutely drives them nuts that Biden Harris are in there, and it, you know, whatever. That wasn't my candidate either. But on the on the flip side, I was listening to an analyst, Grant. It was Fox Business. This was an emotional election for yeah, everybody. Was. People so, are so invested in Donald Trump. It was crazy that yeah, that the right. other side was so invested to get him out of there. Yep. I mean, so they started. I can't campaigning wait for, and raising money the day that he yeah got elected to. I, I can't wait until. A year from now when so one thing is is it's going to be really tough for uh biden to to accomplish much right now as soon as he takes office because uh they're talking that about that guy from kentucky yeah. with the droopy face or whatever yeah his um what happened was <laughs> um you know the republicans actually flipped some seats so what hap- what's going to happen here is uh, supposedly and even msnbc saying it that this is going to be a boring presidency um yeah he's going to struggle to get anything yes done. He can pull back executive orders. And I'm like, Paul, I'm thinking, Trump made all these crazy executives. Obama did too, but here's the thing. It's not like Trump made an executive order and my fucking life changed overnight. You know what I'm saying? But it's slowly affecting your life for sure. He did a lot of executive orders that I think canceled a lot of things that Obama had done that people thought were progressive and moving in the right direction. I mean, here's the thing. executive orders. Trump comes in and goes, no, no, no. Heck with all that. We don't care about anybody else. Let's make money for ourselves. And Executive order is not statute law. Executive order is policy is all it is. Just like this mask mandate, you know, with Governor Walls. Um, he kind of blew me away yesterday, actually. I read an I article. Okay. They were talking about um, he was going to fix to make a big announcement yesterday evening. He didn't make the announcement, actually, but he came out and just said that we're going to have some policy changes on... <clears throat> COVID response or COVID lockdowns, I guess they call it. Yeah, lockdowns. I'm kind of interested. I didn't watch. Uh, yeah, so, I didn't watch Biden's statements the other no, day. No, this too, is this he, is Walls. I, I know, but he talked about a, a plan already, didn't he? A little bit. Well, TV. yeah, but he wants everybody to wear a mask. But I'll, I'm telling you right now, I will not wear a mask. No. Well, I'm not going to drive down the road. Well, you don't I mean, have to wear on, it in man. your vehicle. Come on, man. But like in public. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I've heard people say that too. The mask gets you more sick and whatever, but I I don't know myself. If I was near somebody that I, you know, found out the next day had COVID, I would be glad that I was wearing a mask. They, and, they, you know, and they now just yesterday. You hear of it when groups get together and then all of a sudden it comes out and it's like, oh shit. And what a Nine mask. people got COVID at that wedding or, wedding whatever. or whatever and. You know, nobody wore a mask. So now everybody that's in, been in contact with so, each other at the party or dance or bar we, or whatever now is, is scared. There's a lot that can change, though, between now and when, you know, Biden takes office and now and, you know, yesterday they just announced that Pfizer, in conjunction with the U.S. government, um, you know, they have a vaccine that they're 99% sure is it. And it's got a 80-something percent success rate on actually... And not that, killing a, you when they well, it's, when they inject you. Twenty <laughs> percent of people just seized up I, and <laughs> no. So, but so the so other actually, eighty are feeling great. So it's actually I, 
I'm not doing it, so don't worry about me, dude. I'm not doing it. But no, uh, you're not wearing a mask. You're not taking a vaccine. Do you no. even get a flu shot? No, I don't. Yeah, me neither. I don't no, I'm not an anti-vaxxer though either. No, I just my son's three months old. We just went, but I, you know, get him his vaccines. But I think he's got like twelve shots to get as a infant in the first six months. You space him out a little bit. That's crazy. I think it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I that's think where you I'm and I probably pretty normal. I think I got most of the same ones, but I know. But that's where you and I agree. Probably agree on a lot of things. Is probably we're not anti-vaxxers, but we're also like yeah, yeah. yeah I don't <laughs> totally know, but yeah, I guess yeah, that doesn't seem too crazy. But yeah, I've just heard that space them out because you give them to a child that young, pump them full of four. And actually, my mom was a nurse, and she said it's kind of funny because a lot of people do argue vaccines and say that they can cause autism or. Um, yeah, at least enhance it and things like that in infants. And uh, well, I my mom said, well, just asking her about the vaccines for my own son. She said it's kind of funny because when you go to the hospital, if you bring your kid, they're taught as nurses to give you as many as you can or as many as you'll take while you're there, not to space them out because they don't believe that everybody will come back and get them. You know, it takes four trips to the hospital if you space them out correctly, but if they can get you there and they can get all four shots in your kid at once. Then they've already got him checked off the list, and he's good to go, and he'll probably be all right. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I you think about what you know the world has learned in the last 200 years on this, you know, disease, and um, I mean, there there yeah. has been lots and lots of deaths, people that have paid for those vaccines and blood, oh, in yeah. a sense. So we're, yeah, they were created. Yeah, it, out of necessity at some point. Yeah, so. People, you know, I see a lot of Facebook posts of my vaccination friends that are for vaccinations, and and a lot of their points are very valid. Yeah. And then, but then you see other stuff. And me as an adult, now I get to choose. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get to choose if I get a flu vaccine or a COVID vaccine, and I choose not to right now because I feel like my immune system is perfectly fine. Oh yeah. And I feel like, um, so then since that's my decision, if I were to get sick and, and end up dying from it, well, that's my decision, and I have to live with that or die with that decision. Yeah, but you know? your choice is going to affect others because if, if you get sick, you're going to get put in the hospital, and they're going to try to keep you alive. And Then oh, I saw my wife po- would have to pull the plug on me. Yeah, I mean, I saw a post from a, a, you know just an, a nurse at our local hospital, and she was sharing it from the president of, uh, president of their organization and just saying that, yeah, that think of us too because you're not wearing a mask – is affecting me and my life and when our nurses run short because you know a couple of them caught it and they have to be home for 14 days then we're short-staffed and so think about us on our end too because where's our fine line though i mean i guess now that supposedly we have a vaccine right Mm -hmm. have you read that too no i mean i no i haven't okay so i'm just running i can't validate i've heard there was three that were close, but that was all. I didn't know. So yesterday, propaganda for the election. Yesterday, too, it was possibly. an announcement that was made. And then Andrew Cuomo, he's such a moron. He's a come on now. You gotta admit, come on, man. Anyway, come on, man. So he came out and said something about he's such a he hates Trump so bad it's almost embarrassing. It's like yeah, dude, we get it. Yeah, dude, we 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 get it. You hate Trump. Like he talked about not releasing the vaccine until after Biden gets in or some shit, and I was like. God, dude, just lay off it a little bit. He's Trump will not be... The more you do this shit, the more Trump's going to act like a dipshit, <laughs> and the more that your followers are going to hate each other. <laughs> do you realize you people are... Still dividing? Just stop doing it. 
still dividing everybody. Yes. All you, all these leaders are. I'm sick of it. I'm, t- I'm goddamn sick and tired of it, you know. Come and, together, folks. Well, I mean. I mean, shit. Me and Levi are going to hug it out at the end of this. Ar- well, no, it's not an argument, I, but. Yeah. Yeah, we won't need a hug. <laughs> trust me, dude. We think way too much alike to even have to do that. So, anyway, you know, you got your new, your new president-elect, Joe Biden. And I really don't think. Uh, there, there's tons of analysts and statistics and stuff that I've done my, a little bit of research and. I really don't think any type of uh, audit or Supreme Court, um, anal- you know, analyzing the, the election. I don't. They, they're going to think find, it's going to change. They're the going to find some, but here outcome of the election. I'm in, in a way as a as more of a constitutional uh, constitutionalist myself. Um, I, I'm glad they're doing it just to provide you know some integrity for the election, just so. Well, what if the left uh, loses next time, or you know, Democrats lose next time? Um, it's just amazing how many elections get. I mean, I guess I don't know. Just the last one was contested too, and they argued for four years over whether it was a legitimate election. If Trump was elected, now it's happening again. Did, I mean, did it happen for Obama? I don't yeah. remember it happening for Obama, but and I do remember it happening before that with Bush and Gore and that I, recall and recount. And I don't like that so it's business as usual. I don't understand how it, how it happens so often that it's just contested. You know? I, I, I don't like the fact that it's business as usual. It shows that there's a pretty deep divide, not only between our citizens, citizenry here. It's uh, probably a deep divide between our <clears throat> our lawmakers and our elected officials. And to be quite honest with you, we need to watch how who we're supporting and how we're voting. Um, oh, in man, a sense, you're going to get on Kamala Harris now probably. Well, maybe just an example, but I'm not going to grill her hard. But I will say um, I see some. I saw some posts on social media. This is, yeah, well, reading I, social media. Yep, reading social media. And I had to get media. off of it actually because it's so – because it goes the other way too. I mean, with, it goes the other way too with Trump. You know, you see some of these – he has done some good things, but he's also – don't Our tr- first episode, you said people should just get the hell off social media. Yeah, they should, and and I did. I got off it again though because I sit and argue with old classmates of mine, and oh man, I shouldn't you, do if that. If you, you want know? to, you can get on there and just start you could actually fires. troll anybody. You yeah, know what I mean? Just start fires. People and, just because that's what they're going for. Yeah, and that is too because I've been guilty of it myself. You know, posting something that's a little bit uh, what do they call it? Rhetorical? No, not rhetorical. Like. Uh, Maybe just a little bit untrue, but there's some truth to it, and it's yeah, it's so. But I, I, there was just something with Kamala that I know is a fact because I, I listened to, you know Ben Shapiro, and he is not a liar. He's he's got a lot of integrity. He is a conservative, but he doesn't hate people for who they are. He just does not dislikes them for mostly policies. Yeah. So he he's a smart dude. Um, so you're you know, reading or Ben or listening to Ben Shapiro? Well, yeah. So. What did he have to say about Kamala well, Harris? I guess everybody's scared that Biden is just this puppet that's just gonna fall over now that when he's see, I the president. I don't think he is because honestly, huh, what did I tell people you? People think he's got Alzheimer's or this, and that he drools on himself. I'm like, I've never seen him drooling on I don't, himself. What are you talking about? I don't I've think, seen him talk about his stutter and actually talk about it and say, yeah, I have a stutter sometimes, but. I, I mean, actually like Biden. On it. <laughs> I actually like Biden more than I like Kamala Harris because I, I feel like she is one hundred and ten percent phony. Mm. Um, I've heard her talking to certain groups of people all over the country as I've watched this thing 
roll through, and she'll like when she's down south, she'll be with like a. She does a southern accent yeah, when she's up the, north. She does a northern yeah, accent. It when irritates she, the shit. She's talking like this. And no. It's like, it, honest to God, dude, I have heard her talk like that. And I'm like, would you just stop it? Like, you are like a chameleon. Like, that drives, At least Biden's consistently freaking who he is. Well, it happens. If you, li- if you live in the southwest for a few years, you know, you kind of pick up an accent. Biden Maybe is, she just <laughs> picks it up so much quicker as her plane crosses like into into air new airspace she's just like is my accent changing <laughs> i feel we're getting to kentucky but what i'm gonna say is she, she put locked up a lot of people for for non-violent drug crimes and it just so happens i saw a post that you know somewhere in, i think it was oregon or washington state had voted to legalize <laughs> Legalized, I think it was methamphetamine or something. And they voted to do it, right? Oregon has, uh, they passed legal mushrooms well, so, uh, for medical purposes and things like that. So being, which I totally agree with. Mushrooms are healing. I do too, but so, but, so yeah, let's And back small up. amounts. But so, Playing the devil's advocate. Small, amu- small amounts of anything. It's crazy. And you can either pick rehab or a fine. Right. Or possibly jail. I don't know how many times you get, I get caught with a small amount before they're like, all right, you have well, to do rehab. So, so I was like... They're like, you know, that somebody posted that, you know, this Oregon, where one of these Northwest states had legalized some shit. And I was like, not for long, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> See how that goes. See how that goes. But, you know, it's not like Kamala Harris is in charge of the United States. I mean, You'll have signs out front of restaurants, no smoking, cigarettes, methamphetamine. Well, uh, so. <laughs> here's the anyway, smoking that, porch. That's the devil's advocate me because I'm like, you just, fo- you know, I'm guessing it was probably a kind of a more left-leaning person that posted that and i'm like I, they must I, be spending so much money on incarcerating those small amounts that they're just like hey this is a better option well so i wish people would do i don't know everything it went into that decision i think it's pretty cool it'll be a good experiment to watch well, yeah so <laughs> you know back to kamala harris is honestly though i think some people hated trump so freaking bad that they would absolutely voted for biden and harris just, anybody yeah I mean, honestly, I think that's what it was. They don't care if Kamala Harris was locking people up for wearing their wedding ring on the wrong finger. Honestly, you know. I don't I don't care what kind of hand Trump got dealt or whatever. I just don't feel that he did, that my life is better after four years. I don't think my Donald life is any Trump better or worse. In office. Quite honestly, I don't think my life has gotten any better or worse. No, but. May- dependent upon who is president since I've been alive. Yeah, you don't know, really know the difference. You pay a little bit more in taxes maybe one year well, or something so, or this. So one thing I'll say is... Maybe it affects gas prices a little bit or... You ever had being a pipeline guy, we were paying quite a bit in the payroll tax department. No, I'm just going to... I'm not going to get into super duper details here. So, no. And then Trump came up with the new tax plan and it kind of some of it got passed. And it, the way it affected us was we were still paying the same amount of taxes. Hmm. We were just robbing Peter, Peter to pay Paul. Okay, so what I'm saying is, on the, on the tail end, we weren't able to deduct our living our living expenses with Trump. Yeah, we lost all those deductions. Yeah, but we were paying less in payroll taxes with Obama. So we took we a were little able, bit from here and gave a little bit well, more with there. With Obama, and... we were able to deduct our living expenses, but he was taking out payroll higher payroll taxes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like it just flip flopped, and then it gets and yeah, yeah, and then now, it gets promoted as something awesome that happened, and really it was just the same. The same. 
in the long run. Yeah. It's robbing Peter, Peter to pay Paul. You know yeah, what I mean? But that can be a or whole another point. Or six and one, a half point. a dozen in the other. Six and one, a half a dozen in the other. There we go. No, so, so I, I... And I wonder how many policies, you know, it'd be hard to say, or you'd have to do so much research. It's but crazy. how many policy changes just really do that? We need, in the end, to have the same amount coming in or more coming into the government because our government's always going in more debt. Yep. So they're just tricking you somehow saying, hey, we're going to switch it this time and you're going to pay less there, but it's going up here, here, here. And yeah, yeah. maybe a couple years later they make something and change it here too, but then it flips and well, that's where you I pay think... a little more there because they, they, can't, they can't cut taxes and make the government less money or we just keep going in our however many trillions of dollars. They, of they have to cut programs to cut taxes. So, you know, and that's where there is going to come a time and day in my lifetime, probably, where we're probably going to have to elect, probably probably have to come together and elect like an independent. Somebody that's not... Whoa. <laughs> Another mind blow. <laughs> we're going to have to elect an independent. Yeah. But then it doesn't matter either. It depends on who's in the House and Senate and what gets passed. And Yeah, yeah. anyway, enough on politics. Um, you know, we covered the Marine Corps birthday here, and uh, that's a big thing here. Um, I just want to say, you know, people that are, uh, we, I don't know how many listeners we have. I guess I haven't, t- I called brats every day last week. How many listeners we got? How you many know? we got now? Not that, you know. How like many we got now? I think we're up to like 27,000 per episode or something. It's not bad. So anyways, um, you know, all I can say is I wouldn't lose sleep over American politics right now. What you need to do, if you really want to make a difference is read the constitution Learn the legal system, learn learn how our government works, and if you really want to make a difference, do a little research, educate yourself instead honestly, of honestly argue, arguing on Facebook or or confirming everything you got on yeah, or, uh, social media or somehow just hanging in the same click all the time and you and don't say, listen. this is bullshit and everybody else around you says yeah that's all bullshit you're right with their pitchforks yeah with shit. their pitchforks and torches and and that's for both let's sides go too. get them and that's let's for both sides get too. let's try to understand hey, how- who i heard somebody called for like beheadings who called did you hear that i never heard not a damn oh thing my gosh that. yeah all right we don't we won't dive into that because we don't know any facts on that but <laughs> we yeah, won't dive I mean, into that territory dive into it but yeah there was there was some politician that called for oh, i think man. fauci and somebody else to be beheaded and it's like what the fuck are we country? going backwards yeah what the fucking country is this no arrest that individual what for year is it, whatever dude? he said that's a terroristic threat and Make them walk the plank, you know. No, I, I, I don't think that we're. I, I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Oh no. my gosh! All right, on a lighter note. Okay, so let's uh, let's go to let's cover. How was yeah? How was your weekend? My weekend. My weekend yeah. was fun. Got to see some family. Came up from Minneapolis. A couple uncles. My dad. Get to hunt with grandpa. It was the first year that we had four generations. My grandpa. Well, my son didn't hunt. He's three months old, but. Got to take a picture with an orange hat. So, did anybody shoot? Uh, get any animals? Uh, no. Um, yeah, I got I got a little eight point buck the other day. It was pretty fun. I missed one. I missed one opening morning. I will admit, it was a little salty. You actually shot? I shot. Yeah, I shot three shots this year. Okay. I got one little eight pointer. I couldn't. Oh, I was a little disappointed. It was just before dark, and there was a bigger buck in front of him. In hindsight, that was the bigger one. 
and I saw his rack and I thought the one behind him was going to be bigger because generally they come small, medium, large. There was three. The <laughs> biggest one, medium. yeah, the biggest ones generally stay in the back. And so, and they were on the run. And I'm like, oh, oh man. Oh, it, it was a running shot then? Oh, yeah, they almost ran me over. It was, it was unbelievable. All right, I'll tell you the story here quick. So I sat on a, in a cow pasture on a fence line. And it got just to be about dark. I was just standing in my pickup box, just looking down the fence line. And I said, heck with it, I'm done for the night. And pulled out onto the gravel road. And as soon as I did, I saw a buck standing in the pasture. So I parked my truck, I grabbed my gun, I ran across the ditch and got up on the corner fence post and just waited for that sucker to come west. And with my eye in the scope, all of a sudden I hear, You're so foolish. I'm not full of shit, I swear. And I mean, I was so close. These other two bucks came running down this fence line, and they didn't see me. And I, so I picked my head up from my gun, and I'm like, "What the? Oh, <laughs> here it comes! This is like Buck Hunter, the video game. I swear to you, it was like I'm, you can and, hear it grunting and shit. Oh, I can hear him grunting coming right at me. And as I picked my head up, they saw me, and they turned and kind of cornered away 45 degrees from me. And I got my scope on the first one, like I said, and I saw his rack. And by the time I got on the back one, I didn't even care. I was just shooting because I thought that was a bigger one. And I shot once, and the things did literally just like the Buck Hunter video game. They, as soon as I shot, they banked and turned and went back east and came just back like across the, the came across the screen again, you know? I only got two shots. They didn't zig a third time and give me my third shot coming back. But and so I, Are you running a bolt action, you said? No, no, I'm running a... a Semi-automatic. Got a jam-o-matic or what? Yeah, no, it didn't jam. I was lucky because I think my first shot was uh, was uh, sailed away, and my second one got him. But so you got the smaller of the three. Well, no, I didn't even know at the time. Yeah, yeah. The uh, medium of the three. Yeah, he would have been the medium of the three. I found him the next morning. But meanwhile, I I have permission to hunt this property. I have one buddy that was hunting on it, and one of the landowners. And while I'm looking for blood, looking for my deer. I can hear these guys out on the gravel road 50, 70 yards from me with flashlights shining them out there saying, who's out there? Well, they thought it was somebody that maybe didn't have permission. Yeah, somebody that didn't have permission. And meanwhile, I'm in my head, I'm trying to find my deer. I got my adrenaline going, my heart's pumping, and I got these idiots up on the road going, who's there? So you're going to... Who's out there? I'm like, oh, man. So did you have to go talk to those guys then? I ended up, yeah, the landowner and my buddy came down. They were going to help me track the deer. And so finally I walked up on the road because I know it's nobody that is credible to be hollering at me. I know who has permission to hunt out there and whatever. So I'm thinking, you should have fired in the air. Who's this idiot? I'm not that type of person to <laughs> start firing my gun off in the air. I'm just kidding. Run, don't ever. You best run. Don't ever do that. No, don't do that. That's We both have guns, but yeah, absolutely. That is not <laughs> what you're going for. I like shooting deer. Um but no, I walked up to the road and yeah, he had his flashlight and I finally, he was yelling, I, I saw you turned your flashlight off, where'd you go? And so I was walking at him and he just couldn't see me. And once I got close, I clicked it on and shined it right in his eyes. So, you know, he said, who are you? I said, who are you? You did not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got permission to be hunting out here? I said, do you, who are you? Yeah, you identify know? yourself. Identify here, yourself. What's going on? You know, do you know the landowners, he said? I said, do you fucking know the landowners? <laughs> I think so. That's the constitutionalist in you coming Oh, out, man, dude. I was like, I could have just said it. Yeah, I have permission. They're coming down to help yeah. me out. But instead, you're questioning uh, his, uh, oh, man, his credentials hot. right out the gate. Yeah, know? who the hell are you? Who do you got? 
and I didn't know. Turns out this kid, you know, at the end, uh, his stepdad worked with us for me and my buddy for like three years. He's been up to my parents' lake cabin. I just so didn't. Turned off. I just didn't recognize him. I didn't see his last name, but yeah, he was confused too. He thought. He thought, he thought you were maybe my name was Brian Larson or something, and my best friend that came down is named Brian, and the landowners are named Larsons. So yeah, it was just uh, so. But it was fun. Reminds, it was fun. It was just like instead that, of sitting in a stand and waiting, I was running to the fence post, and these things were running at me. And I swear, yeah, off big top, buck hunter. Off topic. That reminds me of a time we were riding snowmobile, my daughter and I, <clears throat> and we were with a group of people. And we came to town to put some fuel in our in our sleds, and we were we were driving by the Polaris plant over here. And Reese, my daughter, she's probably at the time was only eight years old, and she was on a six hundred. And she ended up in front of me, you know. And I'm like, I don't want her in front of me in town. Like, I got to get in front of her because we're going over a lot of driving through vehicle traffic with snowmobiles, you know. So I try to lead. Yeah, you so should. I so I burned around her, you know. And she didn't. Anytime I she she at the time she didn't really know any better. She just kind of. I think she kind of thought we were getting a little racy. Yeah, starting you know? to race. You know, yeah. He passed me. I'm going to pass yeah, so him. so I just, and she had a half-throttle kit on her sled, so obviously I, I burned by her and then got in front of her so I could kind of lead through the traffic lights by over by the players' plant over there. And Anyways, we got over by the truck bypass, and some dude pulled in, like, and just cut me off with his vehicle mm-hmm. on the crossing going down 89. Cut me off, just jumps out of his vehicle and says, uh, he starts chewing my ass and cussing Drove me through out. his property or no, something. No, he goes, he goes, who are you? And I said, I who looked at him. I had like a helmet and shit on, of course, you know, for those of you who don't. <laughs> I, I said, who the, f-? I looked at him exactly what I said. I said, who the fuck are you? You know? And he's like, I, I don't, you don't need to know that. I need to know who you are and you don't need to be driving like that through That's town. That's the exact scenario I, said, I was in. Yeah, and it's just I, like yeah, a little I, bit of ego with each of us. Who yeah. are you? Who are you? <laughs> you. So then I said, well, are you a cop? Do you have the credentials to pull me over right now? Because if you're stopping me from traveling, I'll call the police on you. So I just like turned it around on him. He didn't like that shit. No. You know, I said, if you are you are you going to try to detain me or not? He said, no. I said, I don't need to do shit. Yeah. He goes, you don't need to be driving like that through town. You know, and I. Just opinion. That's his opinion. Yeah. Why the hell? That's dangerous, number one. Because I know there is dudes that ride their snowmobiles and carry pistols on them. Now we're back to shooting people. Why can't you just I'm like just saying knock them down, <laughs> hold them so there? Anyway, and say, are I you just done? Like, I just said I, I, that's what I asked him. I said, "Are you done?" Yeah. I said, "Are, are you, you done, done now?" And he he didn't like that at all. He wanted to tell me off. Yeah. And he and was I, in a mode. So I just like mood. got back on my snowmobile and tore off and like, I but you know the shitty thing about that is is like my daughter's with me. And she sees that person behaving that way and it scares her. She's yeah. like, What is this guy's problem yeah you know like why is why is my dad yeah imagine like if a he, instead of you it was her you know and yeah he, and then she who the hell are you she goes huh huh i what mean honest, I do? you know she probably she probably uh likes to see her i know she likes to see me get fired up but maybe not <laughs> she was pumped maybe not in that sense like <laughs> she was just about getting a fist fight or something yeah she more take or less, your helmet off and start hitting them with it and that she more or less likes to see me get I think more pissed off at her. Like, I think she thinks it's funny when I get to riled age, up, like you know? Push oh, some yeah. buttons and dad. Yeah, she likes to push my buttons, you know? And, it's easy for oh, her. Yeah, she was, last night I got home and she, I've gained some weight and she was like rubbing under my, she was going like this to Pulling me. Pulling your double Pulling chin my, down. Yeah, what, are the, what does my wife call it? She calls it my, uh, 
What do turkeys have? Turkey gobbler or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure your old turkey neck Levi over here. <laughs> it's gotten bad, too, you know. We well, need I've, that never, I've never shaved my goatee since high school. We need I got that, a couple chins yeah, underneath Yeah, we need that, that big... Uh, hockey season to start here so I can trim off five pounds. Oh, so. yeah, skating once a week is going <laughs> to... Yeah, and then I got I got other news, too. I, I think uh, I've been... I think the snowmobile racing is going to be not a thing for me this year. You're not doing it? What about the I-500? We got to get will, that sled up and going or what? No, it is going to happen. You borrow your daughters for that? It, no, I'm going to keep my snowmobile, but I, I think I'm going to take this season off. I had a talk with the wife, and you know what? There's certain priorities that oh we're gonna miss so many good stories this we, winter but we'll still have stories because i'm gonna i think i am gonna ride behind in a few races and uh help do with they the let sweep. people just yeah, do that yeah well if you're or pit if you crew got, or something if you got kids and stuff out there on these long cross-country races they'll let you run with the sweepers yeah they a lot of times they run the youth classes at, be, at the, the back. sweepers are just helping anybody that's it wrecked, wrecked or burned or up or whatever just checking the racetrack behind yep. everybody and then a lot of times the sweepers at the on the last day they'll pull up the pull, start pulling stakes you know pulling the signs oh the yeah. signage yeah yeah so all um, volunteers i'd imagine um well i think the core group of uh organizers are kind of paid yeah but there's usually what happens the way it was explained to me is like the i-500 is essentially put on by the grigla goodridge um their chamber of commerce or something snowmobile club so, so there isn't much money in snowmobile racing anymore, Not really right? at all. It's more promotion. Uh, not promotion. What do they call that? Contingencies? Yeah, like... Uh, say, you, say you have a... Sponsorships and... Well, no. contingencies through Polaris. If you get first place in the I-500, you'll get you'll get a little money or something. But there's not a lot. You re- Like I said before in the, in the podcast where we talked about it, you really got... You just got to love the sport and yeah. like doing it. I mean... You don't get rich snowmobile racing. No, typically most people that race snowmobiles have... They're either farmers or construct own a construction company or Got they work at Polaris or they, yeah. I mean, none of them race for a living. They're okay. None of them, not one of them. I don't think. You know. Back you know. in the day, did they? When was the heyday? The eighties, early nineties, early eighties, early eighties when they're really just. Yeah, Polaris had paid actual people on the payroll that raced. That was their job. <laughs> yeah. The Polaris race. Yeah, team. you know. Yeah. And, and I'd sure imagine each, did, yeah. and, and Suzuki or whoever. I've uh, heard that. I've heard they get paid the same in the '80s as they do now, pretty much. Yeah, like, they had you guys know, that were you would actually, win five thousand dollars a race, which was a ton in the '80s. Yeah, and now, yeah, it might be the same thing. And it's it, about it, the same. And then <laughs> <laughs> nothing's went up. It cost everything else has went up, but the payouts went stayed the same. I mean, just think how badass that would be. Like, like you know, you're 25 years old, and you know, it's, what do you do? I work for Polaris. Yeah. What do you do? I just race snowmobiles. That's it. <laughs> well, there's people that do that for all. I mean, I, I imagine know. dirt bikes and there but is. you got to be the top dog in your well, industry, yeah, like, or you got to have another job to suffice you know, su- support yourself yeah. for the majority of the year. Because really, those are seasonal sports too. So, there, in the, I think ninety percent of snowmobile racing and, and racing anything really, I think there's the reason why there's a following or why people are involved in it. Is honestly, honestly, it's because I think people just enjoy being around those other people. Yeah. It's in competing a little bit. It's not the... It's, it's a camaraderie that's part is. of it. Yeah. I think they enjoy... And obviously you like driving race cars or snowmobiles. Like the Greenbush races. Yeah, you said that before. It's just yep. about love for driving snowmobiles and going a little bit fast. And then, you know, I was over at the Greenbush Race Park this year, and I could see how people can get into that. That's for car racing. Car racing, Small yeah. Small town. Dirt track, dirt track racing. 20 minutes from here, and they got up. 
they got a racetrack out yeah. in the field. And yeah. yeah, I've seen pictures of it. I've never been there, it, but it looks it's, like a, it's a blast. It's actually pretty. It'll be terrifying. I mean, I, I don't give them enough credit, but if they put me in a car like that and went, you're going tonight, I'd be like, fuck, <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I, would, I, I would try it. Um, there, my, I got an uncle that from Carlson that races. He's got an A mod, and those are really fast cars. I mean, they're I think they're like six, seven hundred horse. You know, yeah. um, what I really I'm think, more of the bush car. Maybe. That's me you too, know? dude. People that don't bush know car. what bush cars are, <laughs> this is county fairs up here. Where I mean, it started. I think for this county, Rozo, it started out at out by my house in the country. Yes, a guy dude. had it out in a field, and they put hay bales out. And they just had their buddies out there with shitty old cars, and they God, raced around hay bales. I like, have talked to people that were involved in that, and they no they, money, just a blast. They to this day said that was the funnest thing they ever were part of. Yeah, was that in it because it wasn't when it just, started there out. It wasn't just straight oval stuff either. They, they had like a Le Mans course. You know what Le Mans is? No, to where it's like hairpins. Yeah, it's and, like an irregular course. Yeah, track. Yeah, you can make and, it whatever you want. And then they would his change field it. and his hay bales. Yeah, they would his... change it every week. And ah, I. And so now this has grown to where it's at county fairs across northern Minnesota, or is it is it statewide? Is it a national I'd thing? Say bush nationally, cars? people race bush they cars. They must do it in Alabama. Well, I'm sure. I mean, maybe that's where it originated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just but, that's just called dr- real life down there, just driving. It's something, but the problem is, is liability nowadays. That's why it's yeah, become. So, so they set up tracks at the county fairgrounds, and they have heats. And they're insured and for it. So. They're insured for it. But, yeah, originally got... when, you know, it started out in the country there, and it's just a few buddies, that happens. People build dirt bike tracks at their house and stuff, and, you know, then their kid graduates high school, and he moves on from riding dirt bikes, but all the kids around still want to yep. use it. And then you hear of them shutting it down because they're like, I just can't, I can't do it. Everybody these days is way too sue happy. It's not like, the individuals that are suing either. Just so you know, usually it's the insurance companies of the individuals. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, well, you could say, I don't want to sue them. That's my buddy. Right. But you're. And the insurance company's Blue Cross, like, Blue no, Shield. we are filing a claim. Yep. We're they s- will force you to. Yeah, we're taking his farm, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no, like know, I said the other day, I could have crashed into that idiot driving down the highway at night, tractor pulling a. Uh, ditcher with no lights on the back of it and I'm like I told Levi if I would have hit him I would have had a farm I know we'd have been farming he said, together he said <laughs> yeah probably, tough to do a podcast and run your business when you're in the hospital no I, I but, that was a funny text wasn't it yeah, yeah. so if it was probably one of my buddies anyway that you would have hit yeah wouldn't, it wouldn't have been no fun no Um, speaking but, of hitting shit I but hit. yeah but I don't think I don't know if I, I don't, I'm not the type of person I'd have been like you would you're an idiot, dude. You're buying me a new pickup, you know, and that'll be it. I'm not trying to take your farm, but I hit a deer I last guess night. Depends on, the way on how much it's worth. <laughs> Actually, a deer hit me um, over in the driver's door, and I was talking to a buddy on the phone here. I said, "God, I've hit three deer in three months here." You know, he goes, "I wonder if depression's kind of a thing among deer right now." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I don't I wonder know. if they they're depressed because they heard." <laughs> Alcohol and depression and the coronavirus. and They're just running into cars left and right. Did you ever hear a lady on the radio once that didn't understand deer crossing yes, signs? Dude. It was the funniest thing was ever. Was it real? I swear it was real. I don't know. It was a pretty good skit. If or sketch, I think if it was didn't. a skit, you know. I really? Mean, I think it oh, was. Oh, man, it was hilarious. She 
Yeah. She wanted them to move the deer crossing signs to places where there weren't more vehicles so deer don't cross the road there all the time. Why don't you put the crossing signs in a less populated area (laughs) so the deer don't cross there all the time? Oh, my God. Yeah, I like that. Some people. Yeah, is depression and anxiety a problem with deer up here in Minnesota? (laughs) (laughs) Well, those the ones that came running right at me. I... I didn't know. I think that big buck that what came past me first was like, get this little fucker off my ass. You've been chasing me all over. I'll run him right past you. Here. Oh, no, you missed. I'll turn and give you one more shot at him. Get him off me. I saw one this morning. He here. loves he loves antlers. I'm sick of it. I saw one this morning that was looked like it had been wounded, but I didn't really have time to mess around with it. It was hobbling around by the road. It was a yearling doe. And I think it either either been hit by a vehicle and it was still... I, I should have done the right thing and probably taken it down, but I didn't have call time. call the sheriffs. They come and shoot them. Then they, get, they put their vest on, their bullet. I've seen it before. Do they it's really? funny, yeah. Get the AR out. It's like, Just in case fragments get them or what? I frag- don't know. Just going into battle. <laughs> going into battle. on too? Yeah. I did once. I, oh, it was, I felt bad. My wife was like shaking her head like, don't do it. But there was a deer that had been hit. I was coming back from the lake last winter. And I saw crows on it in the ditch, and as I got to it, I could see it was alive still. Oh, really? Yeah. It, oh, man, its back legs were hit, and, but it was still alive in the ditch getting eaten. And I didn't have anything. I didn't have a gun. I didn't have – I had an axe. <laughs> you did my, not do it with an axe. I mean, I was willing to, to put this thing out of its misery, and my wife was like, no, call the police. I'm like, he's getting eaten right now by birds. And as I, like, got out of my vehicle – trying to swallow and i wouldn't go go do this i didn't know what to do i felt so bad for the thing i mean but then a sheriff came down and i saw him coming so then yeah i didn't have to get all uh (laughs) massacre style on this deer but he came out and he put his vest on and he grabbed his ar and he put it over his shoulder and i'm like geez dude you could have just like grabbed your pistol and walked up to it and that's not that doesn't always work trust me last year where I used to live, we just sold our house, but where I used to live, my wife called me. I think it was, tw- I I found a deer laying in the ditch next to one of my fields, kind of over there, just uh, out of town here. And I had somebody a, had wounded? Uh, no, actually, he got hit by a car, and his okay. back legs were broke or whatever, or the, back, the spine was busted. Yeah. So I actually, <clears throat> I think I called the game warden. It was during deer season. Yeah. And so I called the game warden. He said, yeah, go ahead and finish it. I'll get you a, a possession tag or, you know, whatever. So I went, ran home, and I'm like, I'll just use my pistol, you know. It was the easiest deer season ever for you. You well, tagged that thing? I, I ended up <laughs> donating the deer, though I gave it to somebody. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> dude, I emptied the gun twice on it, trying to shoot it with that this stupid pistol. Whoa. Well, I, I was like, you know, <laughs> it was a 40, 40 caliber. So, you know, how, how many rounds does it hold? Are you kidding me? You're telling me that wasn't excessive force? Well, okay, dude. So like, listen, listen. So I'm like, you know, I, I, I when I was in the Marine oh Corps, God. I qualified as an expert pistol shooter, okay? <laughs> Apparently not. So, so the first time. He's standing there so and the, just bang off the road. So the first shot, I, I did my tactical stance, you know, I'm like, okay, I, first shot. I, you know, I'm thinking one shot, you know, to the head, like 10 feet away. I don't want to get too close in case a bullet flies around or whatever. I mean, you don't want to go point blank on nothing, usually, typically for safety. Of course, I missed, and the thing's still clawing around trying to get up. 
Shot again, missed. Shot again, missed. Shot again, hit it. You know, hit it somewhere in the neck. And you were an expert mar- marksman. I couldn't in the hit military. shit with this pistol. <laughs> it was banned. So I, I finally killed it with it. I damn near had to pistol whip it to death. I know that sounds terrible, but anyways, it happened again. About two months later in December, another one got hit right next to my house. My wife called and bringing the kids to school. Hey, there's a deer trying to get up. Somebody had hit it, called the game warden again. He said, go ahead and kill it or whatever. I went out there. I should have just grabbed something that I knew. You got worked. you grabbed the same pistol? I did, like an idiot. Because <laughs> I thought, well, I'll redeem myself. One shot at it. Same oh my shit. Gosh. Needless to say, I, <laughs> either I need more practice with that specific pistol or... Yeah, that thing's got a bent barrel or something. <laughs> Somebody drove over it once or something. Well, yeah, I mean, it was totally embarrassing. Unless I bought Full Metal Jackets or something or I don't know about. But it was it was terrible, dude. I'm telling you, man. It was it was, it so was maybe embarrassing. maybe you needed an axe. Maybe my idea wasn't so. Axe, it would be better. It was like a, or a Shining, hammer. I feel like, you know. I know, dude. And plus you, you got. acting like Jack Torrance in The Shining. <sighs> that, that, ugh. And when you're driving away, like, I spend a lot of time by myself because I'm out here farming and doing whatever, you know. And it's not like I got people where I can be like, oh, that was fucked up. In my head, I'm thinking, well, that was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even yeah. with the pistol incident, it was like, that did not go as planned at all. No, we're not trying to do that for <laughs> entertainment. We're trying to be humane. Levi, I would like to say, was trying to be humane and well, put this was. out of its misery, but. Well, yeah, I mean, I just. I guess made a poor judgment decision on uh, my weapon of choice. I guess. Well, <laughs> I hope you grab that if I ever am hit the ditch and I'm close to your house and come stumbling over and uh, oh, need some help because I'm fr- yeah freezing to death. That when you pull your gun like the redneck you are, that you grab that one and miss me with your first clip. Oh man! You know, you say mo- don't mo- reload, Levi. It's Kevin. <laughs> Not trying to rob you. What movie you. is it where the guy's just shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting all out around the outside of the target? Isn't there a movie? Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of them. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> He's like shooting He closes all his around. eyes kind of and then the guy, oh, I, I know the scene in that and he's standing there and yeah, the guy start, finally, gun starts click and click, click, click and he looks and he's like, oh my God. I wonder if it's not on one of them parody movies. It's gotta be. Yeah. I couldn't say. So what else we got cooking here? We got, um, why do we have this sitting on the on the table? Is What's this up? something we're supposed to be covering, or is this just no, mail? This is just mail for me. This is a backcountry. It's a journal from the backcountry hunters and anglers. That's a group I support. Um, and then something here from the Nature Conservancy. Are you a member of them? I believe I'm a member of the Nature Conservancy and the Sierra Club, but... but you shouldn't donate money to this. Yeah, I got to do a little more research. That's tough to uh, always okay. know exactly where the money's going when so you send it I to an that, organization. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I don't... I'm not for what they do. If you look into this Nature Conservancy, you know, you're yeah. like... Okay, this okay. goes all the way to, you know, be careful about the groups you support. And I don't know if, you know, I do give some money to the Nature Conservancy every year. But I'm torn also because I used to work for a concrete company and I got a little mad because, and I'm a little sad myself that I did it, but we mulched brush, which is a skid steer or a track machine. Why would you be sad about getting rid of brush? Because why am I out there just mulching down 80 acres of trees that have grown for a long time? This is what got me mad. And I found out that it was 160 acres that an old man had donated when he died to the Nature Conservancy, and it was 
old growth forest. It was for up here. It was large popple trees and large pine trees. And we got a contract to go out and mulch it all down because the Nature Conservancy was going to turn it into butterfly habitat. Which is a pretty for monarch butterflies. large thing program that NRCS I don't know does. what. I mean, I understand. Yeah. Dude. Fl- monarchs are dying, but maybe you got to, instead of mulching down trees in one area, like put restrictions on the chemicals that farmers spray that no. kill them all. Anyway, so now I was torn because this man saved his land for his whole life. He donated it to the Nature Conservancy, probably assuming that they were going to protect it. And within three months, they have hired a company to come and knock down all the trees uh, and pretty much destroy his land. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, That's so it's controversial, tough. dude, because you know what? The, do you know what that butterfly habitat pays? Quite a bit of money. I'm not going to say on the air how much it is. What do you mean? Pays like to have it, your land turned into butterfly habitat? Yes. Like they plant milkweed or what? Yes, exactly. I have some. I have 14 acres of it. Oh, and you're just making bank. That's going to buy Christmas presents for your kids this year, that butterfly Put, habitat? Putting shoes on them babies. How do I get in that? <laughs> butterfly habitat. I got some acres. Well, you can put up to one acre in. They're at 0.5 acres. 0.5 acres is yeah, the smallest. I, yeah, I can I, do an I, acre. I'm not going to get house. too into it on the air because I don't want to. Yeah, there's but there's programs all all over in the DNR, or maybe with the Department NRCS, of National uh, Department of Agriculture. Department of Agriculture. Yeah, there's all kinds of programs. But needless to say, I, I'm going to go back to the Nature Conservancy, and I've got some stats here pulled up. Okay. Wikipedia. Oh yeah. Um, the truth. <laughs> it's not always, but so they you know they've been around for 70 years. It looks like. Um, the controversial part I don't like about them is, um, so typically you would have libertarians, people that vote more in the Democratic liberals that would vote for the left wing, which the left wing is more for public lands and rights to public lands. You know, Nature Conservancy is a private company. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do have ties and obligations that they have on their land that we essentially their land turns into state land i'm sure they get a lot of subsidies from the government yeah. i would the way that they structure their because yeah. they're a 401c nonprofit organization um their revenue last year was 1.29 billion wow um the nature conservancy has ties to large companies including those in oil gas mining chemical and agricultural industries its board of directors currently includes retired chairman of duke energy and executives from merck hp and google and several financial industry groups it has a business council which is described as a consult consultative firm that includes Bank of America, BP, America Chevron, Coca-Cola, Dow Chemical, Duke Energy, General Mills, Royal Dutch Shell, and Starbucks. Now, with that being said, that maybe is not such a bad thing. Uh, Let's think about this for a second. They have essentially people that are... On each side. Exactly. On each side of the... So, they're probably an all right outfit, you know. Um, Yeah, and this other one is a backcountry journal, a magazine of backcountry hunters and anglers, and it's just... It's the same thing. It's trying to protect public lands is their goal. Yeah, and and, and, and I grew up hunting on public lands. And, and I read a little bit about this, and I just sent them some money. And let me see I, that I haven't bit. done tons of research either, but they're a newer organization out of Montana, I believe. And yeah, I, I mean, public lands they affect everybody, and it's nice for people to be able to go and hunt. You can hunt thousands of acres if you get a tag instead of pay for a private hunt on somebody's private land because they have elk there now and they own the land. That says right here, vote public lands and waters. We hunt, we fish, and we vote public lands and waters. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think... uh, Because waters travel through, I mean, 
I think everybody's property. So if you have one private owner of land in between this public and that public, can he affect that waterway or well, you know, things like not. that? I mean, well, he doesn't hope own not. The, he doesn't own the stream. No, but some people. It's a navigable water. You know, I mean, you can't if you get some dude coming through on a kayak. But can he like, suck water out for his cattle? You know, things like that. Can he? Yeah, if he has a lot of cattle, do, are they are they walking through it and polluting it? Are they shitting in it? Is there runoff from his farm running into it? That's a tough you know, one, isn't so, it? Yeah, no. Because yeah, then, because public it, versus private and everything because, in between. Because then you fall into on the defense of the farmer, sir, for example. Yeah, he needs somebody his to defend him. His constitutional right to, to yeah, feed but he his does, herd. He just said that he doesn't own the water, so are you allowed to manage your herd if it pollutes the water? And is he getting financial gain off that water? Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's all stuff that needs to be taken into consideration. And I guess that that's for mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially elected officials to hash that kind of stuff out. And that's what our lawmakers should be doing is, is hashing stuff like that out on the regular, not going on Twitter and talking shit. About yeah. And these groups, other. and these groups that we, that I support should be trying to talk to those lawmakers to get it figured out. I hope that and also, the money I send them is going to and the something way, like that. And the way I read it. It looks to me like the Nature Conservancy actually does listen to landowners, you know, uh, address concerns. Yeah, for but you always landowners. get landowners, somebody that's hunted next to that for since his grandpa lived there, you know, and all of a sudden the signs go up and he's like, you sons of bitches. Well, and, you know, and speaking of landowner this rights. This was my land. No, it wasn't your land. I've hunted this since I was a kid. So now we're to, oh, man, another whole can of worms. Can yeah, you just take people's, take public land? And, I, I, the governor of Minnesota here about three years ago or something opened up a whole wicked can of worms on that buffer zone law. Oh, yeah, for... For... Runoff, field runoff for yeah, farmers so if came, the chemicals are getting into he was at navigable a, waterways. Yeah, so, so what happened was... Buffer strip. He was at a Pheasants Forever banquet, and he, he was there with his cadre of folks. And uh, we got uh, up next is Governor Walls, and he came in and made this... You know, of course, Pheasants Forever includes quite a few conservatives and hunters... Yeah, you know, and he. That's went, something that both sides get can agree on. There's, yeah, there's so liberals I, I, and conservatives, and they're all hunters. So I'm not. So he makes this big announcement. The only party that wasn't, the only people that weren't in that room was farmers. You know, well, he said, well, I'm, I'm announcing this. You know, he announced a buffer law. You know, the problem is, is he didn't. I will tell you straight up, he he offered absolutely no direction whatsoever. So it wasn't. He basically said, I want a 15 foot buffer rule for this size of body of water in a, in a 50 foot buffer zone rule for this size of body of water like trees or bushes or shrubs that you well, have to plant in between your perennial, field so it could have been alfalfa yeah. even okay in between so, your field to suck the chemicals out before they get into the water just yeah essentially i think it applies more to further down south where they use you know where they have where runoff is a larger concern i would say but um essentially what he's i get what he's trying you're saying he just straight promoted it without doing any legislation of legislation of how to yeah, support I mean, this any so, programs so, to so let's put the shoe on the other give foot. you money for to plant the trees yeah let's let's put the shoe on the other foot let's say we want to build a pipeline how many goddamn public hearings do we have to go to and and listen to people on the record landowners people people that it's affecting i've been to at least yeah, five because they know hearings. pipelines aren't good but the it's, buffer strip you right away you're like boom that would be a great it's idea. It's all fine Let's and dandy, it. but it's regarding private land. 
It doesn't matter if it's the government that's trying to take it or a pipeline okay, company. Okay, so he's forcing you to plant it on your private <laughs> land. Okay. So, so it's your land. You can do what you want. So even as, as the governor. If it affects everybody downstream. you got a private pipeline company that they have the initiative to go and apply for the permits and go and do this and go and do that and go to the PUC and the Public Utilities Commission and the EPA. They file all the appropriate paperwork and do everything that they're legally entitled to do and do everything they're legally required to do. Now you've got the governor of Minnesota. Is that because they don't own the land and they have to cross exactly. everybody else's land? So they have exactly. to. Exactly. But so in your scenario, you own it. In this scenario with the governor, he absolutely is, to me, that is gerrymandering at its finest. Because he goes in and tells this group of people, we're doing this. Gerrymandering is just saying some shit to get votes or what? Yes. Okay. So he's trying to get people. So it's the most phony thing I've ever. To well, this. People see through that if there I isn't hope. anything to back it up. Like he could make that statement at that so I've Pheasants talked. Forever banquet and not have anything ready yet, apparently, so and then to, come back into it. So I've it. talked to some people that are involved in, in Watershed and stuff like that. I'm not going to throw any names or departments out, but essentially they're being required to enforce this rule but yet they have pretty much no direction whatsoever so in my opinion when you're going to enact some type of rule like a ruling like this or like a mm -hmm. basically essentially it's an executive order yeah if you're going to do this if you're if you're going to take something like this seriously as a governor and I'll call him out right on here I don't care I'd like to have him on here so I can ask him a lot of questions yeah. honestly um I would like to say, you know, what did you plan on doing? Did you plan on allotting any money at all, taxpayer money, for this ruling or for this executive order? Because if you're taking this as seriously as, as what you say you are, do you, have you allotted any taxpayer money for programs for this? Because, you know, the, as a farmer, I went to uh, the U, USDA and tried to, can I do this? Can I do that? I mean, we so want to do it, but you can't What take, if for any navigable waterways that they're trying to protect what if they stretched out their eminent domain or something to be like hey instead of just the waterway we're taking 100 feet on each side of the waterway and the state will play to pay to plant or or the buffer or just, strip or flat out so or flat out buy an easement from you right well yeah but if they're gonna plant it for you that should be kind of buying it from you know yes, i mean so they, they gotta buy that. it and they gotta plant that's no, the they, problem they didn't do that yeah, they I know. did I'm, not do that. Yeah, we're trying to figure out solutions, man. You know, <laughs> know. We're going to get the governor on so, here and argue with him about so it a what I bit. So here's how I, let's say I was the governor. That's and I it. had this agenda yep. and I was like, I want to put in a buffer strip. So me as Levi right now, do I think a buffer strip is important? Yes, I do. I do believe it's important. But I also believe landowner rights are important too. Okay. So and being involved in the pipeline like I am and involved or at least somewhat informed on politics of pipeline. I, I look at the pipeline, a private company, and actually the government, Minnesota, the Minnesota government is kind of two entities. You know, they're kind of the same mm -hmm. because... Um, the pipeline company and the Minnesota government? Well, because number one is if, if you take... Say you get a farmer that farms 3,000 acres up here in the Red River, say on the east end of the Red River Valley in the state of Minnesota, if you took, if you look, I don't have the map in front of me, um, but if you took every, say you got a farmer that farms and operates quite a bit of land up into these 15-foot buffer zones, mm -hmm. the smaller ones, if you added up all his acres, he might lose, say, 100 acres. Oh, yeah. You know, 
um, that's lost revenue for him. Yeah, edge well, all the way around. So you get so then you get it all depends on how you word this. So essentially, it's a land seizure because and it's and you're it's taking actually, the land that he's using to yes. make money for his farm. It's unconstitutional, you know. Ooh. So. What's so, more? What is more unconstitutional? You know, taking the land for the greater good. Yeah. When so, you even agree that it is a good program, but yeah, over the long run, now yeah. I'm losing a one acre strip all the way down the edge of my property. Yeah. So you get in, and, and so everybody's opinions different. And one acre over the lifetime of my farm. So, as a governor, you can introduce a bill into like. In, into the cap, you know, you can introduce a bill during a legislative session. So why wouldn't he introduce a bill to, to the, to the, you know? Well, how many years are they going to have to keep paying you to have trees there that you're not getting paid for your crop? You know, do they have to pay you for the lifetime of your farm? I would say if they a bought little it bit every year, they're going to have to buy it up front. They're going to have to plant all the trees to that make up the buffer zone, and or, then they're going to have to pay you yearly for owning that. I wouldn't say that because that, that's not how it works with the pipeline. So with the pipeline, what it is is um, essentially... When the pipeline wants to well, land. So essentially when a pipeline comes in, they get an easement. Mm-hmm. And they buy an easement from a... Say, let's just say a private landowner. We're yep. not going to go through the DNR, land, own land. We'll just say a private landowner, a pipeline company, will, yep. they'll buy an easement. And essentially they have rights to get in there. Whenever they need. Well, but it still has to be... There's certain contractual stipulations in that easement. Like you can run your pipeline through my property, but you're but, not allowed out here whenever you want. Exactly. So they have to actually contractually, I think they have other obligations. Say they have to go out there and do maintenance. They actually have to pay damages on crops or if they take trees down in the future, they have to, they're, they're contractually. Yeah, to get your equipment very, in. If you got to knock down some more trees to get your equipment in to fix it, you're going to pay them for yep, what you wreck. Yeah. So there, there's some pretty steep, they're not, they don't own that land. No, you know, they build the pipeline th- or power line. It's same thing. Yeah. So, um, s- with that being said, I would have introduced like as if I was the governor or if I was a lawmaker, I'd introduce a bill that says, "Hey, you know, um, we're gonna allot so much out of this fund." Which I don't know if the ta- right now I don't know the state of the state of mm-hmm. economically speaking with taxpayer dollars right now, but I. I would have introduced something to let the people in Minnesota know I was serious about it that involves some type of compensation rather than just... And if enough people like myself are behind it... You're willing I, you know, to pay I, a little I'm bit willing to it. pay more taxes if I know that they're going to exactly. something good. Exactly. That's in anything. I'm willing to pay more taxes. So I don't why care did, if why? I know where it's going and it's not going to somebody's pocket that's... Uh, Drilling wells. Right. So, so, <laughs> you know, so you, now you understand what shape shifts me to make me the way I am, how I'm anti Governor Walls. Because I'm like, what is this guy's deal? Like, does he not, does he not see that it's a land grab? Like, how could he not? Number one, and then I'm, I take it a step further. But America has always been a land grab country. That's so, all we are. So then mine. I, so then I take mine. it. Mine. You want to fight a, over it? It's mine. Yeah, I know. We I got know. a bigger stick. It's mine. But then you take it a step further and say, this guy is willing to, okay, this guy's willing to um, a lot money to fix Minneapolis after the big riots burned everything down. I don't know if that's all hearsay or what. I, I can't back that up. He's willing to dump money essentially into su- into the suburbs or whatever into the cities, you know, and 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 it's millions and millions of dollars to fix it, do whatever. 
but he's not willing to invest in rural Minnesota. That that irritates me. It really does. It's and, and you know he just keeps getting elected, and these Democrats keep coddling to him and never <laughs> calling him out. I wish a Democrat would call him call out him on out. something. Yes. Hmm. You know, I'm calling for Minnesota Democrats to call him out on how he treats rural people. Because he rarely acknowledges our people up here. Yeah, everybody got mad last year. He called rurals, rural folks rocks and cows. And then you know, all the rocks and cows start bitching and putting up billboards saying well, I, walls I, here. He, that, was really, and, that was really stupid of him. I mean, he is, in my book, is right below Donald Trump. You know, honestly. And the below Donald Trump? Holy well, shit. The way he acts. The way he treats rural people. Donald um, Trump so low, you had to scrape him up to slide walls underneath him. <laughs> I mean, jeez. God, I just about lost my head. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't get, you can't say that. That dude is the uh, sneakiest person ever. Dude. I Even be, well before the presidency, that highlighted lots of things. But mark my word. Mark my word. Walls, by the time he's done... He will be a letdown to even the Democratic Party. Mm. I promise you. Because he will literally do what it takes to get votes. That's all he cares about. Well, there's that's... 90% of politicians. <laughs> yeah, I that's get 90% of politicians. they got to stay in office to get some things done. And they want to have a salary. Honestly, like, and and you know what? I don't hate walls so bad that I'm going to go out and tear up a town or, you know, protest or whatever but here's the thing i i you're really mad because at that pheasants for everything being a farmer he just spouted that off yeah it didn't put anything into action no he didn't allot any money we're just gonna do this he didn't send anything into legislation he didn't even talk to lawmakers on both sides of the aisle about you know and so with that being said i know a lot of farmers i visited farmers when i was working down in southern minnesota i'm already like a daggone politician i'll just stop and talk to farmers i don't care you know because <laughs> i want to learn what they're doing yeah you know i want to learn their i want to try to just like prop, get the hell out of here I'm busy some of today. them are like who's the hell's this guy you know i go down there and try to learn about what they're doing though you know their practices and what they do we're so going to find a position for levi to run for office yeah. here in a couple of years once but he's got a little more research under his belt and I, I visited, maybe he wants to be the governor one day you want to be the governor i would like to be the governor honestly yeah yeah and so um what i did was i found a lot of farmers down by rochester are conservative but at the same time i talked to one guy in specific granted this guy operated a lot of acres he actually had runoff water monitoring systems in place to um, check for chemicals yeah he was in actually, the water as yep. it's so he was leaving his property and once again i don't know what we can talk about on this podcast well, that's pretty can. neat i mean they should put those things uh so he all had, over the place he actually invested his own money in it he had zero i believe i mean maybe he had some usda you know grants, grants or something, or something to, yeah. to monitor runoff some people just value that enough to but put he, their own money in it dude he had it actually it was pretty sweet so he showed he he explained it to me and i went out and looked at him he told me where they were he wasn't with me but He's got so he's got these runoff water monitoring systems because what he was doing is the dig on uh, some of the towns down there were starting to blame the farmers for yeah uh, chemicals radon and shit in the water or whatever so he actually put monitoring sites on throughout his property yeah and what it did is he actually had the technology there he had run internet out there and he had a computer system. Yeah, you'd have to this have power big, to dude, it. This guy was a big farmer. Apparently, he's got a little bit, <laughs> yeah, of, so, a little bit of cash flow. Yeah, so this and guy he's putting Wi-Fi like out a, in the ditches. I, <laughs> <laughs> so he had like, uh, he could go on this com- computer system he had in his shop, you know, his office, yep. at his headquarters, and he could go in and he could see 
Well, it's also for him because, like you said before, if you're spraying chemical on your farms, that's an input that's coming off your table in the long run. So if you're wasting that down the waterways too, I mean, you're losing money yourself. I think what he was so, tired of was he was like me. He, he was an action man. He wasn't he yeah. wasn't just words. He was he he was. I think he wanted to find out for himself too. Yeah. Yeah, he'd been arguing, probably saying, no way am <laughs> yeah. I doing that. And then finally he's like, well, shit, maybe, uh, yeah, so maybe I'll look into it. So he had these monitors. And sites. maybe he was. And and after he put his monitors in place, he was like, oh, damn, I better dial this back a little yeah. bit and do this and this because they were right. And and I almost guarantee you there's programs out there that us farmers can get into to try to monitor these. Maybe not so. We're pretty good there in rural, rural, rural up here. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one. We're pretty we're pretty rural up here, and there's such a fine line between, you know, what the government I think should be able to do. Mm-hmm. You know, just because, just because it's with private land, yeah, I think they should. Be, I think the government should be questioned all the time. Well, there's got to be checks and balances for both of the landowners too, so that you don't have people just dumping shit in the water because it runs away. You know, get it off my property. I mean, I agree with back you. in the day, I mean, there's garbage piles all over here in the country where it's close to the riverbank <laughs> and people just throw their fucking garbage off. <laughs> you see, I'm like. Bottles and jars yeah. and fucking old plots. I mean, they burn it once. They throw their garbage there all year. They burn it once. And then in the springtime, when the water comes up, the rest disappears. It's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? No, I agree. I mean, with there's you on that, planes man. that fly over to make sure people aren't baiting deer and they find you and whatever but don't you see these people's trash piles i uh, mean yeah, in the it country ain't, it ain't a thing there's appliances and fucking tires and is that a like, thing <laughs> what well is appliances that a, and tires and shit i mean do people still do that i mean it's like well dude, it's I, like five dollars to go to the landfill and dump off a load of garbage yeah i do it occasionally you know i you know if i'm cleaning house or something it's like i think i've done it once or twice a year for the last five years it's not like, I'm not, I mean, I guess maybe back in the day during when times are, I guess maybe a little tougher around here and people saved literally everything. I know my grandma and grandpa, they had an old farmstead out by Greenbush and, you know, it seemed like they had what was called the junkyard and it was huge. Yeah. I mean, it was like. You didn't just, throw anything away. You park it in the long grass or bring it out there and set it there. Set it you there might because need you a may part, need a bolt off of it. A you bolt know? off it one day for yeah, something and else. And instead of running to the hardware store. So you're yeah. going to go get that rusty Especially bolt if it's a Sunday of afternoon and you're trying to get the old hayfield cut. And <laughs> no worries. You open. might. You might. My grandpa's like that. Yeah. I needed a table built here for, uh, you know, our our store. And I had a flat piece of countertop. And I said, Grandpa, you got legs? Oh, man, I got four pieces of whatever. I don't, whatever. They've been in my shed for 28 years. Now I know what I needed them you're, for. Saved you 50 I'm bucks. just like, what? Oh. <laughs> perfect yeah but anyways work. anyways i you know if governor walls if you listen to this i'd like to sit down and talk to you i'm not going to yell and scream at you i promise we got anything else we want to cover here today no i think we're good we, we we hit we hit everything we did well yeah uh you know i'm kind of hoping we can maybe get a guest on here it doesn't have to necessarily be somebody famous i mean maybe somebody else with a interesting opinion point. on yeah. something depends on what topics we're talking about we'll get we'll get highlighted speakers on here yeah for, that's, it'd be more of a highlighted speaker right yeah certain topics but yeah, yeah. not a guess we're I not guess, gonna we're let not him gonna sit get... here and uh and i'm not getting into arguments i can handle you but 
Yeah, we're not gonna ha- we're not gonna get like uh, Jimmy Fallon on here, somebody fa- big, you know. What Jimmy? What kind of opinions does he have on farmers and buffer know, strips dude. in Rosa, knows Minnesota? Nothing. You know, he no, knows Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. He's out of the question. Yeah, he's out of the question. I go for Stephen Colbert. Just to, yeah, we can just put him on the TV here and pretend that we're getting because we get his comedy. Maybe. Yeah, I'll that's love why it. we like him. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I do get Colbert, his comedy. John Stewart back in the day. Yeah, they're good. They're good. One day, one day we'll get big. We'll be that to that level, but it ain't yet. So that's it for uh, November 10th. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Marines. Happy birthday, Marines. It's the Marine Corps' birthday. Be peaceful to one another. We'll be back with you next week.